0: Good morning Mike. Good morning Steve. How you doing? It's Thursday. Thirsty Thursday here on Thirsty Thursday sourced workplace daily.
1: There you go. There you go Hashtag man. And before yeah before before OSW we get going <laughs> i love it i love it before we get going you, you know our executive producer tells us off every day for telling people not to subscribe and like the video right off the bat so to get ourselves out of jail let's just uh, tell people please do it so we don't get in trouble subscribe uh, and like yeah, yeah yeah and don't feel you have to listen to us all just just like just subscribe like it and you know be on your way that's um, right don't but anyway <laughs> you don't have to listen just 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 help listen. us out of course in the they, chat you know, we need you there. in the
0: chat let's uh make sure we yeah, have we this a two-way conversation or a three-way, four-way, whatever it is, bring it the turns party. Out to be. So Thirsty yep. Thursday Thursday. Yep. I don't know why that where that came from, other than that this afternoon I have my very first virtual happy hour scheduled. Okay.
1: Nice. My is it a is it a fancy bring wear a hat, wear a shirt, or is it just bring your beverages?
0: You know, I haven't heard. I'm I'm waiting for the, the instructions and the in the zoom link or whatever tool they're going to use to get us all together. But the capital chapter of IFMA, my local community mm. here is getting together for the first time. Uh, I saw them, they did something the other day with, with an FM round table discussion, which I couldn't be a part of because of so many conflicts, but I, I saw some screenshots of it and it literally the screen was, was filled with uh, you know everybody's head. So I'm not sure how it works uh, when go. you get you know, a, a huge pe- group of people together. So it'll
1: be fun. No, Have zoom, you done one yet? Zoom. Has anybody invited yeah, you to yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, no, we, we do one each week uh, for the team. Um, and Nasdaq. So that's pretty cool. But yesterday was on one, um, 50 people. So basically, you get 25 images on one screen and you can pull to the other, the second screen, and you just keep going if there's more people on. So it works out well. I actually, actually, just
0: go ahead. That? How do you manage that? How do you decide who's going to speak at any given moment?
1: Uh, you know, it's, 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 Take it, it as you, Mike, who's going to get a word in whenever you're talking, right? So there's always it's somebody chaos. who wants to consume the, the air, you in know, the but yeah. uh, All right. there you it. go, there you go, there you go. But Zoom, talking about Zoom, I don't know where you saw the headlines the other day. Um, Zoom is being sued for allegedly sharing user data with Facebook. Um, the CEO did come out and did really? say that they didn't realize that iOS, it's only apparently it's only on iOS platforms that they actually share data. Um, I find that interesting. They said they've adjusted and fixed it as of March 25th, 26th, something like that. What's your view on, uh, on that? Because, you know, you use it, I use it, companies use it. It's um, pretty I, tough, right? I don't right? know.
0: I mean, I, if it's just like a default setting in the iOS programming, I I, I said, you know, click, 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 okay, agree, agree, yeah, agree. Yeah, you even yeah. think about those things. It's just one of those things where we need some level of corporate transparency and responsibility. And I'm not sure what the danger is other than we talked about yesterday, or was it two days ago, You know, these recordings getting out, maybe somebody doing something embarrassing or saying something that's private, that would be pretty uh, disturbing. But boy, I- I'm one of these guys who just, there's so much of me out there, more than most people want that I just can't <laughs> uh, worry about such things. Share away everybody. Facebook, yeah, yeah, Zoom. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's no, I, I'm doing <laughs> spread the same. The word. I'm
1: doing. I'm doing the same. Like it's it's. I use them for everything with open source. Um. So I'm I'm I have no issue. I'm not, not too concerned. Apparently, it's been used for targeted advertising. So I mean, I, I'm not too sure how how that sort of fits. But anyway, it. Uh, yeah. I just find it interesting. Oh, well. it's sort so of you know. No matter, money
0: somewhere.
1: Someone's making money somewhere. But, but I mean that that's fine. But I also came across a term when I was reading up on this that I've never heard before. Okay. Zoom booming have you heard that before zoom no, booming No. apparently it's where hackers it's where hackers actually break into zoom videos and throw content up that perhaps people don't want to see oh i'll my. leave it at that oh yeah my. so there you go there's a, there's a whole bunch of stuff going on about right it's just uh, who, who knew that was a thing better
0: to do. i guess at this point they have lots of time on their <sighs> hands and yeah, yeah. there's always a, someone with a Evil intent out there, but it's crazy.: Well, I wanted to ask you about your, your review of the U.K. this morning. Did you do your normal early morning catch up with your friends across? You no?: know, I
1: did.: I did, but I didn't actually look at the U.K. stuff this morning. It's interesting. I got sidetracked um, with other things, uh, other things like just reviewing content and so on and so forth. I did look at the, U- the U.S. stuff, um, watched the news, uh, watched an interview Andrew Como. With uh, Sanjay Gupta, who is uh, I know who you oh, watch. Um, I love I love uh, those guys. So, yeah. yeah, no, no, I know you do. I know you do. And and Andrew Cuomo's, you know, he's got a COVID ID, so COVID nineteen. So he yeah. is, you know, uh, living in his basement, and he's still broadcasting on CNN. So he was chatting with From, with oh, Sanjay well, Gupta uh, you, yesterday. Okay. Uh, oh, oh, you're sorry. back. Yeah. Uh, so okay, cool. Uh, so. <laughs> Um, yeah, so Andrew, Andrew Como was, was in conversation with Sanjay Gupta on his CNN show. So although he's, he's uh, in his basement, he's still broadcasting. What was interesting was some of the questions that uh, Andrew Como was asking him and some of the responses that Sanjay Gupta, who is, you know, a very recognized uh, public health figure. And yeah. know, Andrew was asking him, what sort of advice and guidance would you give me? Given that uh, I've got this, how, what would you do? you know there's a lot of protocols that are being issued out there there's a lot of things that we can take or being advised to take. Is there anything you would advise? and he says, no, you just have to see it out just keep mm. yourself hydrated uh, and this is like one friend talking to another friend you know so it's, yeah. it's interesting um, there's a lot of studies and you're talking yeah, about there's Chris, a lot of studies
0: you're talking about Andrew's brother Chris. Uh, oh,
1: Chris, I'm oh, I'm host. sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Thank you. Thank That's all you. All right. Andrew's
0: your governor. Thank Chris you is for correcting your me. CNN host. There're a lot of Cuomo's out there, but I get the point and the fact that yeah. There if, you go. You know, yeah. I'm sure one of us at some point. do you know anybody personally who's got COVID-19? I mean, it's going to happen, right? Um, family friends. And it's just Yeah, I do know. Thankfully most people still and this is the optimistic view you don't hear on the news. Is that the vast, vast majority of folks will have mild symptoms and and, and get over it? But they certainly, on the news, are, are highlighting the the seriousness of what it can be, and they don't know, you know, who, you know, they know that older folks with underlying conditions are certainly the majority of the serious cases. But there's these kind of quirky. I heard Dr. Fauci yesterday. We're talking to to Sanjay Gupta said that there's this kind of a weird thing they just don't know yet. Is that some young people that don't seem to be having any particular vulnerability turn for the worst and just, just go on a ventilator and and some die. It's just, it's frightening in that regard. There's some small percentage that that happens to, but there's always that kind of small percentage of young people who, who die tragically uh, from other things that we don't even know about. Uh, And I, I, you know, won't get too personal here, but there are people in in my life that have passed uh, suddenly with no, apparent problems on the surface but you find out later they did have a an underlying condition um or maybe yeah. not sometimes life is just fragile and we have to accept that but um it's interesting to hear that, that a doctor would tell his friend that there's just you know you ride it out you, you you do the things you would do if you got a got the flu or a cold and and you stay well rested and hydrated and and uh, hope and pray for the best so so i don't i don't spend much time working about worry about myself personally i know you don't steve i, I worry about the broader situation I, and I also try to continue to let the experts deal with the strategies related to the society and public health but when it comes to workplace um, I'm fascinated to see that's why I asked about the UK there's there's some articles coming out of the UK some opinions our friend Neil Usher is uh, yep. an expert on workplace great author you know <laughs> great punk rocker, I'll call him. You know, uh,
1: yeah, he is, out, he is. Uh,
0: great. Articles, content. He he's a very active uh, on social media. He put an article out today. I, I uh, you should check out. Of course, tying it to a music reference, uh, making plans for Nigel on returning to the office. So little XTC <laughs> yeah. shout out there, right? You remember that song? We're always making plans for Nigel.
1: Do, 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 do. Do, do. this is so we're, we're we're a week in and finally we get it we get a song from oh. uh dj <laughs> mike Good. To me. <laughs> there we go so I, the I, article I though see, has some real substance to it have oh, oh, you read it okay oh you did you read
0: okay. it did you read it no
1: no, no i haven't read it yet I, I did i did see it just before we we came on but i haven't actually hmm. read it so you've read it
0: I just read it right before we got on there, so uh, so I wanted to to chat about it with you. But this idea that he's talking about stuff that I'm thinking about that what does it look like coming back to the workplace? What is it gonna what's going to be required of workplace leaders, FM leaders, corporate real estate executives? these decisions around space and, and how much space. You know, we've been in this trend, and you could speak to this as your profession. Um, densification has been the trend over over uh, a long time now, trying to get as much out of as little real estate footprint as possible. And we've created these great strategies around agile and activity-based working, you know, just shared spaces and move around. And with the new normal and the heightened awareness of viruses and, and public health, you know, are people going to want to share a keyboard and a mouse and, uh, and a workstation? What are your thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, no, it, it, it is a big thing. And it was the first thing I thought about, you know, um, on Open Source Workplace. I do a lot of uh, articles on hot desking. And the first thing that yep. went to, does this kill that structure? Does that kill um, the idea of it? Because you and I may have a different opinion about following up and using equipment that other people have used. Now, obviously, there's ways to mitigate that, right? So, deep cleaning and cleaning and make it a, uh, everyone take care of themselves, their social responsibility to colleagues to actually clean everything um, bef- once once you finish up, So I think we'll be fine. You know, as human race, we 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 quickly forget, um, which which is good and bad, right, for our mm-hmm. or our sakes. But um, from the perspective of, you know, will i do I think that will still continue? I think it will. I wouldn't be surprised if given this um, incident. Uh, a lot of organisations won't start to look at that idea. Given, well, uh, actually, people can work from home. People can be productive. Uh, who actually yeah. needs to go back to the office, right? What sort of conversations leads on from that? Um, so it will be interesting to see how that does evolve, and will will there be further densification if you want or? or reduction and actually the portfolio square footage that organizations take on going forward. So yeah, I don't know. It's uh, it's going to be interesting to see how it goes. And I think the longer this goes on and the longer the experiment goes on, um, we'll, we'll see how uh, people evaluate, evaluate th- those outcomes. But it's going to be fascinating.
0: And how organizations do. That was Neil's point. Is And again, read the article. He is much brighter than, than I am. And he expresses himself so well when it comes to these principles and concepts, but the idea of basically being this tug of war between organizations and, and individuals. He did mention the fact that you said, we're creatures of habit, we'll, we'll go back to some you know, normalcy at some point and, and fall back into former habits. It's probably certainly to be the case, but what changes? You know, does the organization, now that we've had this work from home experience, just do some leaders who were resistant to that in the past realize that hey, this is good for some people at some times. let's continue it. There's also going to be the pressures again from the corporate real estate side of we just spent x weeks or months with empty offices paying rent, uh, you know, huge um, economic impact there. Do we want to then try to try to minimize our real estate costs in uh, further while the pressure from the individuals may be we need more space. we need to separate. we need to find ways to feel comfortable in our offices so he goes into all hmm. that and, and other ideas without trying to say he's going to predict the future he just has some some good understanding of of people and this this history of the the people proclaiming the death of the office for so long it's it's been something he's been annoyed by for many many years so i, I love i love uh neil and others uh over in the uk sharing their opinions and in. in in uh, sometimes funny, but often, you know, pretty forthright ways, not afraid yeah. to express those opinions, where I feel here in the U.S. we're a little more reserved about it. But this this uh, unprecedented situation may bring out a lot of opinions once we get back into some t- type of, of normalcy post-pandemic.
1: Yeah, no, and obviously I, I know Neil well. We actually have a summary of his elemental workplace on the website, and Alec has narrated it, so you can listen to it in a Excellent. podcast format. Um, so, uh, so yeah, so very familiar with Neil and his yeah. work, and uh, the way he looks and the way he, to your point, articulates his ideas uh, to allow us to sort of see other ways to look at the things, you know. Um, but uh, but yeah, so uh, yeah, yeah. So your live stream yesterday, how'd that go? We, we mentioned it briefly yesterday. Uh, did yeah. Yeah. Well.
0: Thank you for asking. Yeah, Workplace Innovator Interactive, folks. Wednesdays at noon, Eastern Time for iOffice. We had a great panel, a couple of folks from the health and well-being side of the aisle, Rex Miller and Carrie Weckelow, two book authors. And it was my co-host, Madison, and I had a conversation with the audience. We had a, a number of people online interacting with us. And it was really about that well-being piece of this, the anxiety, the fear, the how you doing personally? And I always ask you how you're doing uh, through through this situation that's so unusual. And you know Rex's position and his research for for years now has been about the fact that stress in the workplace has been a real thing for a long time, even under normal conditions, and that there's a huge negative in, implication of our well being and our physical being and, and our mental. Uh, health is tied to stress and anxiety, and that we're creatures of habit. He actually alluded to that, that we have less stress when we're in some type of a habitual state where we're doing things that are just autopilot. We don't have to think about them. So his Healthy Workplace Nudge book that he put out a couple years ago was all about just giving a little nudge towards something healthier that doesn't require a lot of effort. If you try to go into some program that's going to 30, 60, 90 day program to, to eat healthier and be more active, you know, people get stressed out and they, and they fail. But if you give them a little nudge one direction or other, and you could do this during the workday in the workplace, it's something that people can adapt to quickly and then it becomes a new habit. So I love that, that perspective and his expertise. And then Carrie's uh, was really focused. She's all about the culture side of this culture infusion is the name of her book. And Mm. she really speaks to this idea of corporate cultures and here we are being tested, right? Everybody who was resistant to work at home policies or not trusting their employees to get the work done, potentially, they're forced to now. And what do you do with that? Do you still try to, you know, look over people's shoulder and see what they're doing while they're, uh, you know, in a in a remote location? Or do you trust them to get their work done and do it under the, the time schedule and the circumstances because everybody's got these additional responsibilities being juggled, family and other things? So. It was a great hour-long conversation, and of course, we did give recommendations at the end. Every every week, we give what we call "escape from reality" recommendations: music, movies, TV, things that you can turn your brain off with. And I mentioned, as I did yesterday or the other day with you, you know, old movies that that we could just kind of doze in and out of yep. and not have to think about, yep. like the firm, yep. the John Grisher movies. I got to get uh, the the Jason Bourne movies this weekend coming up. I just any oh, Jason yeah, Bourne yeah, movie yeah. I've seen, you know, a dozen yeah. times or more. I could just kind of watch those at any moment and just enjoy them so it was great thanks for
1: asking good 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 and, and you know going back to the uh, the whole uh, looking over the shoulder and monitoring you know and people are a little concerned about the fact that you know people work from home maybe a manager doesn't have that visibility maybe an employee is concerned that the supervisor is watching over their shoulders but you know we have to sort of go back in the real world when we're back at the office uh, our managers in stand look over us every day, right? And we don't look, you know, managers just look over an employee, and employee isn't being looked over. So it's like, you know, we, we have to sort of go back to some of our uh, traits and understand that actually we're not being as looked on or being managed, you know, uh, as meticulously as one may perceive. But I totally understand the concerns that individuals and managers may have. But I think we have to sort of refresh our reality sometimes.
0: Yeah, that's a culture question, right? That's why I told Carrie yeah. and I asked her to talk about it. It's, it's something that when she talks about it being a culture infusion, if you want to get a culture mm-hmm. that was very, you know, top down and and I don't want to say dictatorial, but you know what I mean? Kind of directive where, where the managers were always kind of micromanaging their employees and trying to yeah. shift that away to a more trusting environment where people can be empowered to do their best work and be their best selves, which is I think what we all would like, want to work with that type of environment. It's, it's something that takes a long time. You have to stick with it for a long time. And, and Rex said something interesting to me. I want to hear what your thoughts on this. He said that, you know, this type of situation reveals that some managers just aren't very good managers. 80% of people that are in a management position, uh, statistically, they say that those folks aren't really wired for management of people and they're not doing a job that is in their you know, wheelhouse, it's not their strength. So is that something you've experienced in your career that and not to speak to your current situation at all, but, but does that, does that ring true for you? I haven't been a part of many organizations. I have usually been more of an independent guy, more of an entrepreneurial guy, but in my um, limited experience, I could see that potentially being true because we all have our strengths and weaknesses. And sometimes we're thrust into a position of, I know I am when I put in a position of, Hey, manage so many people and get them delegate to them and give them things to do. It's certainly not my, My default it's not my 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 natural ability it's something that's learned certainly can be learned but uh, this is revealing this situation this forced situation is revealing our strengths and weaknesses pretty 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 apparently
1: yeah no it's a great question and um you know you're talking and i'm my brain is going through everything and i'm trying to like damn how do i get myself out of this one you know (laughs) thanks but i'm playing (laughs) with you i'm playing with you but no 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 no, and I'm happy to I'm happy to sort of think it through with you you know uh, but just keep in mind these are my thoughts processing the question um you know while people may think we prepare what we're going to talk about we never do and uh, no. this this, this, <laughs> is, this is this is this is where it goes so I mean so i' I'll, I'll take it from two 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 distinct ways one is okay my day job at NasDAQ and an open source workplace. Um, And what I've found is no matter, in each situation, whenever people are remote, you have to communicate more. You have to be really clear, you have to encourage people more often, Um, but communication regularly is the most important thing, whether it's through face-to-face, whether it's through email, through messaging, whatever it is, whenever you don't see people face-to-face because people get reassured, uh, uh, fear is eliminated through seeing people face-to-face, right? You, right. people, individual, we, we all have fear, no matter how, hide, how well we hide it um, or how, how, how badly we show it. There is always concern, there is always fear within us. That can be eliminated by just seeing your manager, your, your subordinate, whatever it is, by seeing their face. And that facial interaction can eliminate a lot of stress. Where in these situations where you don't get to see that interaction, Communication is the key thing that one has to do to eliminate and keep people at ease. Um, I am okay at communicating. I say okay just simply because um, I don't do it as often as I probably should, um, yeah. but uh, yeah, I've got I've got ways to improve, but uh, it, it's a great question and i just, yeah, I'm, tr- I'm trying to do my best to give it as clear as an answer as I can without um, or like tripping myself up so this week. <laughs>
0: well, again, we, we are careful not to. Yeah, of course. You know, again, <clears throat> I'm not trying to offend anybody or hurt anybody's feelings. I think, I, I, know. I listen, I'm the first one to point out my my frailties, my imperfections, my limitations when it comes to these things. So I know my weaknesses and I, I often joke about them to uh, my team because now I have a team, um, uh, you know, marketing department I'm a part of at iOffice, which are wonderful people. And we did, you know, we got together and we're going to miss this. I hope we get back to it soon. We did a, a in-person team meeting not too long before the shutdown and the lockdown, I should say. And, you know, one of the things we did was we, we each took a personality test and, and compared notes as to who's got what kind of personality, what our strengths and weaknesses are. And there were a number of new members on the team. And I was just like, listen, I, I am aware of, of my, you know foibles here and please do not take i know i've been known to say things and i'm being i'm trying to be funny i'm always trying to make somebody laugh or be sarcastic and a lot of times people process that as criticism or negativity when i'm kind of trying to do it with a deadpan face or trying to think i'm funny and i'm not and uh <laughs> I, I always say listen i apologize in advance for for things i may say or do that that come across wrong when you don't know me you don't know my personality So. I think the, the more we can just get cut past a lot of the facade and this has been my, my kind of thing for a long time is I, I really don't like it when people uh, and again, we all do it. We put on a, put on a persona or a facade and, and I'm trying to get that authentic stuff going with, with the content we produce. It's hard. Yep. Right? In the yep. beginning of my podcast, it was like, you felt like you needed to put on a character, a voice, you know, a DJ Mike P and I always, it's kind of like when I joke about DJ Mike P it's this kind of, character that i was playing right that is is i'm poking fun at myself i don't really think of myself as dj Mike be um it's it's funny that that you know i over over the the last few years of doing podcasting and these types of broadcasts i'm still probably not the same guy you'd see because because there's just something about adrenaline rush that gets on when, when the camera gets on you you, you, you get yeah. kind of yeah. hyped up but but there are times where i could just be you know steve that's what i was hoping for this to be you and i just chatting and hey, how you doing? That kind of thing. So,
1: how you doing? Yeah, yeah. That kind
0: of thing. No, how I'm are good. you?
1: Yeah, yeah nice no, Steve. no, I hear you. I, and, <laughs> and trust me, whenever you talk about uh, yourself, a bit, you, know, you just want to say one-liner, sarcastic remarks. Trust me, anyone who knows me knows exactly that's just who I am, right? there's no, there's no ill intent from it. Um, however, at times, obviously, people can take it um, to, to, to be that way, but that's never, that's never where it comes from um that's well, only because uh, we
0: don't don't understand half of what you're saying because of that accent oh
1: so. i know that i know that that's I know probably that. why and, we can and, just kind
0: of look at you funny <laughs> well
1: I, I certainly get a lot of those looks as well make no yeah. mistake yeah yeah. I, there was a question i was going to ask of what you were going through there but i it's just it's just gone often if i, <laughs> if, I if i don't get it out it just doesn't it just disappears on me so
0: well um, did you did you know. uh did you have a chance to check out any of those hok articles about about i did Workplace, actually yeah yeah, yeah no I did. I did i
1: did i did yeah, no, I did go through it, and um, you know, it's 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 good. It's really good content. It's really interesting. I think um, it's when we think about it, a lot of it is, you know, obviously what are the surfaces you're touching. So how do you protect the surfaces? How do you um, ensure employees? You know, a lot more dispensers and you know, cleaning um, cleaning products around. How do you? adjust different zones to allow people to move more freely through the office without actually having to open doors and things like that. So yeah. a lot of really good stuff. And I'm, and I'm actually going to be talking to a landlord shortly to do an interview for Open Source Workplace. And uh, part of me is like, so how are you as a landlord going to approach this going forward? How, what sort of re- requests will tenants make of you to ensure that their employees feel protected? So and, and many other things. So it's going to be an interesting uh, conversation.
0: Yeah, what do you think? I mean, I think kind of again the parallels. Post nine eleven, security at airports, security mm-hmm. at office buildings were ramped up to you know help prevent the possibility of a of a terror incident. How do we ramp up? How do we use technology? I guess would be the more pointed question to help visitor management and and just employee, you know. Management sanitizing spaces or or screening people in a way that you know are you you have a fever today? I, I imagine that's going to be something that people will be thinking. Yeah,
1: about. no, I I totally I totally agree. And I, there may be you know thermometers where it's pe- pe- people's temperature is checked. I think organizations are probably going to be a little stricter with who comes to the office. When you don't come to the office, that may be a little more enforced um, on employees. While a lot of you know and companies encourage that today, whether that then continues or is reaffirmed in a more stringent way If it's if i don't want to say it's sort of you know um enforcing people but it, they may um but i do think technology will be a key thing that is used um one of the things i was looking at this morning uh we didn't get to the uk news is looking at so we talk about innovation right so how does this yeah. how does this environment today create innovation and there's a lot of organizations out there and, and small companies who are creating apps and products that will actually help solve some of these problems. So Carnegie right. Mellon, I just, I just have them noted down here is Carnegie Mellon have, uh, they're working on an app where just through your voice, they're gonna be able to detect whether or not you are COVID-19 and you, you go, how is that possible? Well, there are other things that they've used for other types of um, medical ailments. And so therefore they're able to change the algorithm to address some of this, which is, wow. which is really interesting. Um, I was reading another another app called Hamagen, which is uh, a company based. It's H A M A G E N, a company launched in Israel, where you're able to track based on your cell phone and Wi-Fi where you've been and who other people who may have contact a contract got COVID nineteen, yeah. uh, if you've been in close proximity to those people in time gone past. So this is giving people a real real time feed of of you know, their, their issues. And you can see that when everyone goes back to work technology that being deployed, um, to help employees, individuals, everyone, in the nation society as a whole feel more comfortable, um, about who they're in contact with. Um, well like, I can Jay, see so that happening think, in, in Israel and other parts of the world, but I think that
0: level of, again, it's going to be what's the value proposition versus the invasion of my privacy. Am I, and that's what, what's kind of a little bit scary. If you're, if you again we should do that uh, second live stream about conspiracy theories but there are, mm. i've heard rumblings of the conspiracists who say this is all a big you know ploy to get the government to take over our lives that kind of thing the whole you know people who who buy into that philosophy that everybody's trying to become you know in control of everything and you could see that when people are in a state of fear, I saw this you know after nine eleven. I see it in, in moments of fear, people are willing to give up their privacy, give up their rights, so to speak. and and that's what allows you know certain parts of the world to to dominate. But send me those articles. I, I think that the apps, the technology, the the testing, you know I, I read that there's Abbott Labs has got some five minute covid nineteen mm. uh, test if If we could have those at the door, you know, before walking into a restaurant, I think I mentioned this before, you know, I would be comfortable, you know, even before a vaccine is available to go back to work, to go back to certain public settings. If we knew that everybody walked in the door was tested and we all had tested negative for for that, uh, for the virus in any future uh, situation. So I I think those, those technologies, those innovations are going to be the things we need to look at to, to bring back some comfort for people to get back to a normal public life and that's what it's going to take
1: yeah and, and there's one that i was reading as well that's a big one for me I, i'm a big face toucher i touch my face all the time but there's oh, a yeah. band there's a band that actually as your hand moves to your face it just dings to stop you which is crazy <laughs> but it's really good right you know what i mean it's yeah. uh, uh yeah. You know, so it's all this new Habit technology changes. so
0: it's it's not easy
1: yeah no so i just remembered that what what uh, you mentioned nine eleven, and that's sort of where Merit was the trigger for me so you know it's as i think about a real estate portfolio as i think about how construction and everything changed in new york at that time is there lessons we can learn from the post nine eleven era be it the next you know 6 12 18 24 months that we could then apply to this current situation. Is there trends that we saw then that could help us learn and help you know real estate portfolio managers, uh, project managers, construction? Um, you know, is there things that we can learn from that time that we can maybe apply today? Um, and I, I don't know. It was something that I heard. Uh, it was actually on uh, Aaron Fox, um, who is a legal company, but they were talking about you know how does how does this impact construction? whenever the lights go back on, who actually, what do construction workers first go on? Will they be required to go and work on hospitals? Because on post this, then maybe perhaps they uh, be it a state, be it a city, uh, be it the, the government want to actually build more hospitals to sort of you know, help with these things going forward. So it'll be interesting to see what happens but uh so i just never ending supply of things that's what's getting my head yeah Yeah, i know know. make
0: a note bring it up tomorrow because instead of winging it and and talking about things we weren't planning to let's have a have an agenda to some degree but this has been great (laughs) again getting my day off on the right foot getting my brain started and and thinking about things is something that i appreciate and and thanks for having me on open source workplace
1: no thank you mike take care mate see See you tomorrow cheers